Howdy, neighbors. Welcome to another Ag Perspectives podcast. Today, we've got livestock market economist Dr. Daryl Peel joining us, and uh, we're talking about the latest cattle on feed report as released on Friday, November 17th from the U.S. Department of Agriculture after the markets have closed for the week. Daryl, first of all, you know, give us, uh, give us a look at the numbers. Yeah, you bet. The uh, November cattle on feed report had uh, placements in October up 3.8 percent, marketings down 2.5 percent, and that gives us a a November one on feed total that's up 1.7 percent over a year ago. First uh, first, uh, thoughts on these numbers, Daryl? You know, this report's a little bit more friendly than expected, I think. Uh, the pre-report estimates uh, had placements a little bit higher. Um, and so, of course, we got surprised last month, right? And so uh, with with a big placement number this month, we're, you know, a little bit surprised with a smaller placement number. Marketings are just a tick lower than the average guess, but within the range of estimates. So I don't think that's a particularly bearish number, although we'll have to wait and see how the reaction is. So over, all in all, I think this is, a you'd call this at least a slightly bearish we're uh, uh, looking report for the industry. When we uh, you know start thinking about uh, uh, the the shock of last month and the uh, the very su- significant uh, placement number was seven percent over a year ago, uh, you know at that point we were just you know looking at that, but understanding that we still have a very small overall number of cattle that's out there in the total universe. Uh, that that really that's that continues not to change, right? Yeah, that's absolutely right. I mean, you know, none of these reports change the numbers. They change. They don't change the real fundamental. What we're doing is changing the timing of things with both of these reports. And what has has finally become apparent, I think, over the last month since that uh, that surprising report in October is that, uh, you know, producers are selling. They're selling into this market. It's obviously a lot higher than a year ago, even though we've had a significant correction uh, in feeder cattle markets uh, as well as fed cattle markets. But uh, and so producers are selling and they're taking advantage of this market. They're selling ahead since. In some cases, drought is playing into that a little bit, but I think a lot of it is just marketing. People are are just taking advantage of this, and, and they're just uh, they're just selling a lot of what they have to to uh, pocket some money here. What uh, you know? What, what's it going to take to uh, really uh, you know? What, what's what's the right combination of factors that will help somebody make that decision to uh, really get aggressive on maybe holding back some females and starting adding to their overall beef herd. You know, I, I think it's going to be uh, a little bit farther down the road. It's, it's pretty apparent to me we're not going to do it at all this year. Uh, again, we've got a very kind of a short-run mentality out there, and I think there's some very good reasons for that. Again, uh, just financial reasons in many cases. Producers are taking advantage of this market. But as we get into next year, uh, maybe it'll be the January 1 inventory numbers, which will come out about the end of January. That's going to re- really reinforce the idea that uh, numbers are very tight. There's, they have gotten tighter through 2023. Uh, we're going to have a smaller beef herd yet when we get to January 1 of 2024. And so I think as we as we get into the early part of next year, if not before, then the reality will come home that, hey, these numbers are really tight. Uh, the market is going to provide uh, additional incentives. I don't think we're done with higher prices, even though we've had a significant correction in this market. Uh, but they're going to reflect uh, uh, increasing incentives, particularly at the cow-calf level, to invest in some future production and rebuild the herd. You uh, you mentioned uh, obviously we've we've had that correction uh, probably uh, this should offer maybe just a little bit of relief to consumers on on beef prices you think. 
Um, yeah, maybe just a little bit. I mean, there's enough, uh, you know, enough dynamics and, and lags between uh, producer level and consumer level. It, it, I suppose what it does is anything is maybe it, it helps hold prices from increasing as fast as they would have otherwise. Um, although, you know, the latest retail prices that we had actually showed another month of higher prices and, and, a, and another record level for retail beef prices. So, uh, again, it's, it's, a, yeah, it's a little bit of a temporary respite, uh, but I don't think it's it's going to provide a lot of relief that consumers will really be able to uh, enjoy for for very long at least what uh, as you uh, you know we edge closer and closer now we're literally just a, a matter of weeks away from when we'll start uh, really getting serious about uh, probably estimating uh, what sort of a beef cow herd number we'll see in that january report what what, what are we setting ourselves up for you think um, you know, uh, preliminary estimates at this point, and we've been honing in on these for several months, but I think the beef cow herd uh, January 1 of 2024 will be down at least 2%, and I'm really thinking it's going to be more like 2.5% on a year-over-year basis. That, uh, that, that That's more than we really were thinking uh, over at least the first half of this year, for sure. Yes, it is. I, you know, I, I have recently sort of upped my estimates of how far down it will go, uh, based on the continuing slaughter rates that we're seeing. Um, you know, the, the, uh, Placement of heifers in feedlots, all of those numbers. When you uh, you sort of run through all, run all those numbers, uh, uh, you know, through a spreadsheet, the only way you can really make it make sense is if that beef cow herd is down two percent or more uh, going into 2024. And, and if that happens, uh, then we'll be talking about uh, and you know it it only adds about one more year to how far back you got to go. It'll be the lowest cow herd if, if if my number is at all close to correct. It'll be the lowest beef cow herd since 1961. Um, And so it's, you know, just a tick over 28 million head is where I've got my estimate right now. What what does that mean as far as, you know, when we finally start rebuilding? I mean, that that what adds another year of uh, really getting close to what uh, the, the market will probably tell us we need as far as a mama cow herd? Yeah, I think so. It's going to add some more time. Uh, again, for lots of reasons, we're starting slow. I think it will be a slower process in part because, again, we really have no pipeline of replacement heifers. Uh, we've continued to pull down the pipeline of placement heifers. So when we do start trying to hold heifers for rebuilding, we're going to be holding heifer calves. And so, you know, that in and of itself is a two-year process to get those those heifers into production. Uh, so, and then by not by not really starting that process this fall, and I don't think we have in any significant way, then, uh, you know, we've probably added another year to it here. Uh, So it's going to be a lengthy process. I know that you've uh, made a lot of meetings lately and you're getting a lot of uh, feedback from producers. What uh, what's the conversation like and what's your recommendation to these guys as they uh, consider, you know, all the moving parts uh, for how they can be successful with their herd moving forward? Well, you know, the, 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 the story we've been telling really hasn't changed a lot in recent months. Um, and, and I think it's, it's a case of what producers are sort of having to do in this short run sense of the word, um, you know, kind of taking care of business right now before they can think longer term. Uh, I think they will get around to that uh, at some point in time where they're going to really think aggressively and, and how to take advantage of longer term prospects. But in the short run, a lot of producers are just doing what I think they feel like they have to do uh, for either, you know, research reasons because of drought or because of financial reasons uh, so uh, you know the, it, it's going to take some time to sort of shift from that short run mentality to a little bit longer run mentality 
Thank you, Daryl. Dr. Daryl Peel, Extension Livestock Market Economist based in Stillwater out of Oklahoma State University, talking to us about the latest cattle on feed report from the U.S. Department of Agriculture and what that means going forward uh, for the latter uh, days of 2023 and looking into 2024 and that beef cow herd inventory number that USDA will be giving us in the new year. On the Oklahoma Farm Report, I'm Ron Hayes.